Hello and welcome to my podcast. It's your 10-minute consultation to retrain your brain for success. I'm Chartered Psychologist Dr. Audrey Tang, and in each session, I'm going to look at a different interpersonal problem, give you the psychological explanations for why it occurs, the common reactions, and suggest some behavioral solutions you can try. I'm never seeking to change your practice. You've got here just fine without me, but simply broaden your options. The more choices we have in a situation, the more effective we're likely to be. In today's podcast, I'd like to talk about getting a good night's sleep. Right at the moment, a lot of us may well be feeling our sleep disturbed. It's very warm right now. I'm recording this in June. We are seemingly in the middle of another heat wave. Things like keeping a window open may lead to pollen getting in. So if you have hay fever, that can be extra problematic. Maybe there's outside noise. Maybe there's pollution and you don't want to have the window open. Alternatively, maybe a fan will buzz all night. And so again, that doesn't help you sleep. So what are some of the things we can do to help us get a good night's sleep? First of all, when it comes to the process or the routine of sleeping, it does make sense to engage in a little bit of relaxation. Rather than just thinking, I must go to sleep, I must go to sleep, which is not relaxing at all. It doesn't hurt to pay attention to your behaviours and habits leading up to going to bed. If, for example, you're always on your phone or thinking about the day gone by or the one about to come, we are not necessarily able to relax. And in actual fact, telling yourself to do so will probably have the opposite effect. So consider having a bedtime routine. Maybe have a glass of water by your bed for when it's hot and you wake up in the middle of the night and feel thirsty. Keep a writing pad by your bed again for when you wake in the middle of the night and have a fantastic idea or you need to remember something. Write it down. Don't try and put it on your phone. The reason for that is that blue light will wake you up. And secondly, the temptation to then start checking notifications is also there. Plan for the next day if you need to. For example, have clothes ready, have lunch ready, have whatever you need to be ready and not rush. Then you can sleep a little bit easier. Maybe you want to stop drinking caffeinated drinks about six hours before bed. Instead, maybe have a chamomile tea or warm water or even warm milk. Some people also find exercising at night helps. Others don't. So be aware of your body's response to whatever you try. And after exercising, a bath may be more soothing than a shower. But it might be that a shower feels too long for you. So again, you know your body best. Do what works. Go to the toilet. That's quite important. Sometimes people need to go to the toilet twice. Set your alarm and come off social media or your smartphone at least an hour before bed if you can. And if you are worried, maybe leave an out of office message. Try some deep breathing. Simple centered breathing, such as breathing in for four, holding for two and out through the mouth for six. Whilst listening to nature sounds or gentle music or a relaxation podcast can be that final step for that restful night. Back to the question of exercise, will that actually help? Well, as I said, some people do find it helps them. It helps them relax, it gets rid of any excess energy. Others might prefer to do some yoga or some stretching. So, as I say, think about what works for you. Another interesting thing you might want to consider is being aware of your circadian rhythm. On average, a person's circadian rhythm, which is colloquially known as the internal body clock, naturally rises and falls within a 24-hour period. 
but some people's clocks last as long as 26 hours, some 22. Our circadian rhythm also responds quite well to light, especially natural light. So if it's dark, then our brain is signaling to release melatonin, which makes us sleepy. And if it's brighter, especially natural light, the melatonin stops. So again, if you can wake with natural daylight outside, it then sometimes it's difficult to return back to sleep because your internal processes have already responded. So ask yourself, how many hours a night do you actually need to sleep in order to function at your best? On average, research would suggest that adults need around seven hours or so. Children need more. And as we age, we need less. But some people function very well on different patterns, such as biphasic sleep, which is sleeping in two short periods and napping in the day. Power napping for some is also beneficial. When it comes to sleep, just get the number of hours that work for you. And also be aware of your sleeping area. Small things like making sure your bedroom is well ventilated or dark enough or at a comfortable temperature will also make a difference. And alternatively, if you do find yourself waking up and struggling to get back to sleep, try the following things. Change your context. Get up, go and do something. Ideally not on the phone or computer, but maybe read a book or walk outside or do something which is safe but not too taxing because it is actually better not to start associating the bedroom with feelings of stress that you cannot get to sleep. Also consider altering any napping routines you may have. Whilst research does show that a 20 minute afternoon nap does seem to provide a good deal of rest than 20 minutes more sleep in the morning, it could be that if you are napping too much, this is actually causing you to stay awake too late at night. And finally, if there is something specific troubling you, try and deal with it. Because waking up is sometimes a symptom of stress. And if that's the case, it may well continue until the stressor is removed. So as difficult as it can be, it may be that you simply need to consider what actions you need to take to address your situation. Once that has happened, restful sleep may well return. And that comes to the end of our session. For longer practical exercises for personal professional effectiveness, do subscribe to my weekly webinar show, Energy Top Up, presented alongside award-winning parent and family coach, Sharon Lawton, which is on my YouTube channel, The Wellness League.